What's up, everyone? This is Jamelia from ByteBow, and you're listening to the Barely Legal and Web3 podcast, the show that talks about Web3 in a way that you can understand and highlights some of the barely legal stuff that's happening in the ever-evolving world of crypto, NFTs, and DAOs. On this show, I give you legal analysis and a bit of perspective, along with my amazing guests who are all thriving in these Web3 streets. So if you're ready, let's take a look at what's been barely legal in Web3. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the next episode of Barely Legal in Web3. I'm so excited today. We have a guest on our show, and this guest is someone who I personally admire and look up to. She is an OG in this crypto space. She's basically pioneered from being a financial underwriter from the USAA and now into Web3 technology. Please welcome to the show, Brenda Gentry, AKA Crypto Mom. Welcome, Brenda. You're so kind. Thank you so much, Amelia. Every time I can, I have to get used to being being a pioneer. That is just, I have to get used to that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being on. And one thing I wanted to tell you before we kick off our interview is that I actually, when I first came into the space, I noticed you on Twitter. When I first came into crypto Twitter, and wow. I saw your profile and I saw the conversations that were going on. And I said, I need to follow her. She's someone I need to watch. I need to follow her. And so you're here on the show today, but essentially, I mean, I've, I've been a fan for a while. You're so kind. And I'm very humbled, actually. I, I, I stay humble on Twitter. I try to stay humble, even though crypto Twitter can be rough, you know? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for inviting me as well. Yes. And Brenda, you know, those the people that are watching the show and are listening to the podcast, you know, they basically want to know about your journey and your background. How did you go from being an underwriter and having like a full time nine to five job in, you know, in, in what we kind of call the, the grind to this new lifestyle and this new idea of entrepreneurship in Web3? Wow, it's been, it's been a blessed journey, I must say. So when we spoke, you know, last, I, I you know, let you know, I briefed you about my background and I, I'm going to just say that that's, the, that's what makes me really enjoy every minute. I, I grew up in Kenya. I spent 18 years of my life in Africa. So I've been in three different continents. I've lived in Kenya and I've lived in Germany for 10 years. And then I moved to the States because of military. You know, my husband was military. So I've had that diverse background of different continents. And to me, I'm appreciative of every every place in life. And when I got to the space where I was doing nine to five and I was working in banking, traditional banking, I made it a point to be the best of what I do in the bank. So I was going to retire at the bank. <laughs> I was going to do, uh, I was going to work till I was 65, like everybody else. Yeah. And I was going to be happy with that too, you know, because this is what we grow up learning. Like our parents retire and the next generation, and then we retire. And then our, we want our children to retire because it's, this what you know. So 
I just noticed that the marriage between tech and finance is was very interesting to me from from a younger age, and I wanted to get involved in by all ways because I didn't want the the tech boom to leave me behind the way it did in in the 80s and in the 90s when we were just finding out about Microsoft and AOL. And, you know, years later, like I literally like 99 towards 2000, that's when you're finding out like, man, people came in, made money, and now they're, they're multimillionaires. And yet you didn't even know about it. Yes. So, you, you know, you can attest. So women were left behind. I, people, have, you know, people, have, we, we didn't know. We really just didn't know. So when my daughter was talking about going to UT to study computer science, it was such an awakening for me. And, and I had, I had a business, I had a mortgage business. And, and during the market crash of night of 2008, I decided I didn't want to do anything business related because you know, you're used to this lifestyle where you're comfortable every day, You every week you get a paycheck and then you go to a business, you're doing well for a year and then boom, market crash. You know, that's such an amazing story. And I just want to kind of like stick on for a minute, this idea that you kind of had to re-educate yourself about what it means to be successful. At least that's what I picked up from that because I too you know I come from a background my mom worked for the telephone company for 20 plus years excuse me 30 years and she retired and but that but like you said like that was it that was the thing to do and the expectation Mm -hmm. is that I too would do something like that stay with the same company get your get your Mm -hmm. pension get your you know 401k all that stuff and then that is what you have and then that's it and it sounds like you kind of went through a journey of re-educating yourself about finances. Yes, because I noticed like, you know, when you work at a military bank and you see the colonels and you see the commanders and I'm like, okay, you're buying a house right before the retirement at the age of 50. Like what is there, what else is there to look forward to in life once you because in america once you get that picket fence and you buy the home then you're set like life is good like i'm retiring and that's it (laughs) you know i'm like no there gotta be more to life like literally we cannot just be buying homes and being a nice picket fence and no one's doing you know no one's changing the status quo um and I knew there had to be, I felt like when, you know, I got, as I got deeper in prayer, the Holy Spirit was telling me there has, there's more for you. There's more for you. And even though I loved working at the bank and I loved clocking in and, and they loved me and I was like, there has to be, I have to make a difference for the next generation. And then again, the gen, the generation after us, our children, my 24 year old, she came to work at the bank as well because I wanted her to follow in my footsteps. Yeah. But she was like, mom, this cubicle life ain't it. I'm like, looking at her like, what you mean it ain't it? <laughs> she wasn't feeling that, right? She was not feeling Girl, that. She was not, she was not feeling it. I'm like, look, you're going to get a pension. You're going to get this and you're going to get benefits. And plus they give us a bonus every year. Girl, we be getting 10K a bonus every February, like, that was the life. Like, how yeah. can you not like that? You know? Wow. So what what was the moment where you were like, okay, this ain't it. This ain't it. 
there's more. I mean, you you did, you prayed about it. You knew there was something else. What was that moment when you're like, I'm letting go. I'm letting go of that and I'm on to something new. Good question. So 2010, I had about Bitcoin and I was reading about, you know, I just like new trends. I had my pastor was telling me to look into it because he wanted to get into Bitcoin. So I was being the entrepreneur uh, known in the church around that, you know, I was a realtor, I was doing different things. He was like, hey, I want you to tell me if this is good. So I was looking at it and you, I didn't know how to read the white paper then, but I was like, man, this is this is about to change the banking system as we know it. But then when you go back to your bank and you have to do those courses, the trainings that tell you, oh, you can't do this because it's used for money laundering. Back then, Bitcoin was being used only for illicit, like Silk Road, you know, for drugs and stuff. So I was like, I'm going to stay away from it. Come 2015, I say, no, I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. Ain't nobody going to know. I'm just going, you know, go online and buy my Bitcoin and just keep it to myself and so I went in and I went to Reddit. I think it was Reddit and people were freaking out because I think they were trying to figure out how to cash out the Bitcoin. At that time, they were trying to figure out like, what are we going to do with Bitcoin? We're just going to sit on it. Like, what are we going to do with it? Like, we don't do drugs. What's, what's up? So I, I got cold feet and I didn't buy. And then 2016, my daughter goes to college and she's like, okay, mom, remember remember what we're talking about, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the technology behind it. Like I'm talking about blockchain technology. So it just opened our eyes. Like my husband, he's into tech as well. And we were like, well, tell us more about it. And you know, she was going through these phases, like she would get into something and then she would just be like, okay, I'm done with it. <laughs> so she got into the next phase, I think was acting like, girl, I want to, she was like, mom, I want to be an actor. I'm like, girl, can you make up your mind? Let's figure out what's this blockchain technology. So when she got into another phase, my husband and I got into blockchain technology. And then I realized something big is just, this is just, I can't place it, but it's good. And then she got another call from a friend of ours who's a developer. And he was telling her about blockchain in 29, towards the end of 2019. And then she came back now. She was like, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. And then God did something. And I'm not, not, I wouldn't say God allowed. Okay. God allowed it. The pandemic happened. Yeah. You know, it was, we, we don't know what was caused by, but it happened. And when we were working from home, we had nothing but time. You know, you finish your work and then you got time and That's right. the girls are That's back right. home. And, they, and and I told my daughter, guess what? They're allowing us to take money from our 401k. Which think I should do it? And I and I say, and she said, I don't know, you do what you want to do. And I was like, I'm gonna take money from my 401k. Cause I'm risk, I'm a risk taker. Yep. So I took about 20K, right? I took about 20K because Bitcoin had dropped to 3,800. Ethereum was literally at 290. And I just wow. bought crypto. And then Next thing I know, it was at 7K and I had not seen a 2X in 10 years. So yeah. my, my eyes opened and I said, oh man, God, thank you. So that, so, okay. So you basically, you, you had the benefit of your daughter, right? And then you also had the benefit of understanding like these financial principles, returns, how money is used and these things. And it just seems as though now we're, you know, now we're at the point where everybody's talking about adoption, mass adoption. When are people going to finally, you know, 
come into the space and understand what's going on. Do you think that by listening, like, do you think that people who are listening to this podcast or listening to this show are going to get it now? Or when do you think that people are really going to get it? When is it going to hit them on the head and be like, man, you know, I got to buy something. So I think what's happening is, and this is, this trend happens probably every 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 four years like every four years when the halving of bitcoin happens then we get a bull run and people get excited and they forget that it's not always going to be a bull run so when i came in in 2020 it had been it it was it was the beginning and there was money coming in and so everybody was flocking to the space but a lot of people just thought that they would get rich tomorrow like I'm going to get, I'm going to be a millionaire yep. tomorrow because that's what we were all saying. We're all going to make it. We're all going to, you know, yep. buy our yep. mom, mom houses. Like my tweet went viral when I said, I, you know, I'm my mom is, I retired my parents, which thank God, you know, I did. And, and even the bear market being here doesn't change anything. They're still retired. You know, I'm still doing what I do. We, when I knew when to, when the when when the when it was the top because things just did not you know things didn't make sense the way we were going right like the the height at which we got at last year when at 67 and ethereum at 4800 so people right now are scared and when you're scared you can't invest and that's where people are this fear and there's fear also because of regulation. People are scared they're going to regulate the heck out of crypto. And then why? Why should I tell the bank anything about, or why should I tell the SEC or the CFTC about where what's what I'm what profits I'm making? You know, because they they like crypto because of the fact of the decentralization aspect of it. So right now, if you go on Google Trends and check crypto, how it, how it's trending. It went, it, it has declined 80% from last year, same time last wow, year. Wow, 80%. Wow. 80%. 80, actually 82. So people that are means, really scared. People are, are. People are scared. And and scared people ain't going to invest. That's true. And that's one thing about, I'm going to say our people, because they go with the mass, like you can't follow what everybody's doing, like just decide and don't be on shade room because everybody's saying it's a ponzi or whatever you thinking it's a ponzi well no that's how we get left behind so what i did i'm going in fact if anything i double down on my on my on my my spots like whatever i'm holding i'm gonna hold double that so right now there's no reason why anybody in 2024 should come back and tell us oh i didn't know we were in a bear market in 2022 you know what i'm saying like right. you have no reason to not do better for your family for your you know for yourself and and if you're looking to retire in 20 years you can cut that down to 10 years because you've been given we're living in such an un- unprecedented time to where we have the opportunity to change the way we do things now right and the way we think that is so powerful. And this this way of thinking that you're talking about now, like you're talking about investing and understanding the different trends, right? Mm-hmm. 
when you take this knowledge, you've done some consulting projects. Can you talk a little bit about how you've helped other businesses in the space and what your thoughts are now about the current businesses? I mean, I think we kind of went through a cycle with that too, right? Like last year, there was a cycle of all of these, you know, different types of projects that were coming out. Love to talk about what your thoughts are on what you see now. I have last year, my DMs were blowing up actually around this time, <laughs> a year, a year, look how times change. So this time around the market, I think what happened at the beginning of the year was the, was the Evergrande default by China. And then we had the Ukraine war. And then we had the lunar Terra Luna, one of the biggest stable coins in the space that defaulted. Right. Yeah. And that brought down Third, third AC, 3AC, the, the biggest hedge fund in crypto that came down. And then a lot of a lot of the big influencers who made money in in the in, in 2017, 18, 19, you know, during that bear market that they, they put money aside were making multi-millions in 19 and it was the end of 19 and 20 when the bull run started again. So you see all these people getting wiped out. Guess what? you're going to be like, I don't even know if I should put my business out there right now. You know what I'm saying? So all those projects are very cautious because they've not seen anything like this happen before. Yeah. For for the biggest hedge funds, the VCs, even the VCs that are lending money or that have lent money, they're very cautious. So we're at a point where the projects that are reaching out to you are cautiously asking you, is it good to get in now or should I wait? Should I market now or should I wait? So now we have to tell them, we are also trying to figure out if you should get it now or not. You know what I'm saying? We're I'm all trying to figure it out. Yeah, like this is not, it's, there's nothing that's, that, this is like nothing we've seen before, you know? So if I tell you like one project is ready to launch and they got a good NFT utility and they're telling us I'm ready to go in September and I told them don't. I personally was like, September is not a good month for you to try and launch because ain't nobody want to hear about no NFTs when especially Ethereum is at 1500. The yeah. best time to yeah. go back in the market is when Ethereum is over 21 or 2500. Yeah. Then the sentiment is then people are bullish. You know what I'm saying? So right now, the projects that we've, we, I mean, we've advised three successful ones, Boss Beauties, Women and Weapons, the one that we, that's with Dr. Hans. Uh, the yeah, royalty, you know, the, yep. And then we have a, a few successful DeFi projects, but what I've noticed is even the founders, I was talking to a, one of the guys at Animoca Brands yesterday, mm -hmm. and he said that they have projects that they've also, you know, they're also, tell, you know advising and they're you know partnered with and they're telling them hey i think right now we just have to wait out until this rate rate announcement tomorrow happening tomorrow actually so, so that's that's powerful too i mean the fact that i mean we're we're looking at the trends right and as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. we also need to know like when is the right time to act when is the right time to move you know one thing i also wanted to talk about and kind of link it to this idea of what's happening in the legal space in web3 is that we've yeah. also seen a lot of bad things happen starting in june and july i mean we've seen bankruptcies We've seen Celsius, we've, you know, the three arrows issue that that cropped up and kind of just disseminated across the whole space and impacted mm -hmm. so many different projects. 
it really takes a toll. So you're looking at number one, there's a price issue, right? So people are watching the price of Ethereum and Bitcoin drop. And then number two, there's a credibility issue because people are seeing bankruptcy and they're seeing, you know, maybe some fraud. You also see cybersecurity. So there's all of these 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 negative things that are happening in the space. And I guess the point that I would even say, I mean, I would like to tell people is that you have to look in the long term. This is not something like you said, it's not something where you're going to come in overnight and you're going to make, you know, you're going to be millionaire overnight. That's not really how it happens. Even for the people who bought in early, it didn't happen overnight. And it's a business. It's a business if you're launching an NFT project. It's it's a business if you're doing something innovative like bundle bets, which we're going to talk about soon too. <laughs> wow, you know, for you as a as a, a lawyer in Web three, you all got really busy because not only that the tornado cash sanctions. And all those wallets that, and and when I say that, a lot of people don't understand that there was an exchange that, you know, was a shutdown <laughs> by the, you know, by the SEC. So, so all this is, is actually, it's, it's good for you, but at the same time, we have, we, it had to happen. Yeah. It had to happen yeah. because there was just too, this was the, like, literally the wild, wild west, literally. Like if you if you got in the 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 scams and and the you know the fake the 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 fake profiles that are shilling projects and then dumping on them, so they had to clean this mess out. Yes. And and to be honest with you, right now I feel like we are at a place where now we're ready to go back in because a lot of that mess is gone. Yeah. A lot of that mess is gone and it's a good thing. Absolutely. And to really see how people are changing. Like I can tell you that when I first when I first started to kind of pitch to people and say, hey, do you need a lawyer? Hey, do you need a lawyer? People were like, a lawyer? No, man, I'm gonna shield this thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna make <laughs> some money. I'm not paying any legal fees, you know. It it was really mm-hmm. difficult it, and it was really tough yeah. to kind of educate why you need a lawyer. For your project because your project is a business nowadays it's like excuse me can you come in and help excuse me can you come in and review this white paper and make sure that you know we don't have red flags and issues like that and so it's definitely really? yeah now it's definitely different now that's it's really good to hear it is i think it's a cultural change the industry is becoming more accepting of the fact that lawyers are needed and i would even take it a step further as that a lawyer should be a partner advisor in it as things are built out you should really have somebody with yes. a legal hat <laughs> yeah and that's wow. what we're doing on, yeah and, and when you talk about bundles bets or when you get ready to ask me that's yeah. what we decided we needed especially for us yes Talk it's a bit about true. bundle bets. I love that <laughs> idea. I was looking at them like, this is magnificent. This is great. Tell me about it. It's my baby. I told my girls they're grown, so I needed another baby. So I love I love being in Web3 so much so that I, I've, no, I've noticed that I get into, pro, I get into projects that literally <laughs> there's so much that people... You know, like it's defying the status quo. Like 
people are like, okay, how is this even going to work out? Like y'all just can't do it because first of all, regulations, and then, you know, nobody's doing it in web three because web two is right now just got a monopoly with, and can you, by the way, do you hear any background noise? No. Okay. Yeah. My husband's in the other room and he's having a meeting. So I'm wondering if, if I, cause I know I can hear him, but I, I, if you can hear me, hear him, then that's fine. I can't hear that's anything. All that okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I get into projects where I'm, I'm, I am attracted to, to, uh, it's, it's kind of like a David versus Goliath. Like it's already, you're already looking like you're a David. You may not able, you, you, you just too, how can you even beat everybody else in the, in web three doing what they're doing? Like, those are the projects I like to get involved in. So when I got into bond and bundles in 2020, the owner who's British then was just doing something to do with prediction markets. And, you know, where you, you know, hey, they wanted to do it something like, oh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but they are very big in prediction markets, like the last elections between Trump and Biden, you know, those were, it was only a few Web3 platforms that you could actually go in and predict who's going to be the, the next president. So I did like that because I tried to go in and, and, and on the other project, uh, and I, I didn't know how to do it. Like, it was not very easy for a noob to go in and learn how to place a bet or a prediction on those platforms so when i got into bundles bets i asked i was like you know we 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 have to make this onboarding process very easy for people people first of all have to learn how to buy ethereum on coinbase then people have to get metamask and then with metam from metamask you have to go you know it's a process And yeah, you can, you can definitely tell us whatever, the, like he was very, very, very flexible with my ideas. And he even brought me on as a community manager. So that being said, I invested quite a bit. I moved all the money I had in most of it from my e-holdings into this project. Wow. And, la- and, and last year, January, he was like, you need to invest in stuff like NFTs. Like he was so bullish about NFTs because me and him became very good friends. So he was like, oh, you need to get into NFTs. And so my daughter had been talking about NFTs the year before in 2020 when nobody was talking about NFTs and she had done a campaign for Mick Jagger. So she was doing marketing for a lot of big N- N- NFT people that were coming to this space, like celebrities coming into this space. Right. So long story short, Simon told me to get bored apes in March. And I didn't, I was like, first of all, no, he told me to get the punks. The punk was $300 and and that was 2020. He told me, have you checked? I mean, my daughter was showing me the punks and then the NBA top shot when nobody was talking about NBA top shot, like they were just buying up NBA top shot. They were buying punks and, and he bought like, he probably bought maybe five or six or seven apes. Wow. Right. And That's I was insight like, right there. I was like, black people don't be buying no board apps. So I was like, I'm not buying. <laughs> you were like, wait a like, minute okay. now. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, we don't do that. So next thing I know, people are buying the same stuff for 10 ETH. And I'm like, I'm like, hey, did you buy it? He said, yeah, I did. Told you. And he told me about the mutant too. 
and he stayed up because he's he's in he's in Britain, but he had relocated to Thailand. He was in Thailand, stayed up like till 1 a.m. trying to wait for the next buys. So, well, anyway, just let's just say he made a good money last year. Yeah. And retired, building a very good mansion, big mansion in in where he's at. He's like this DeFi, and you know how DeFi is fast paced. Like you gotta be on Telegram every day. You gotta explain right. to people what's what's up with the project, where are the people, what's up, what's up. He just couldn't deal with it. He was like, "Listen, you are my top investor, and I, you just, you have so many ideas. This is what I want you to do. We'll switch hands, and you take ownership." And that's what happened. When I took ownership, first thing I did is I called a, a friend who was a former professional poker player, a sports betting analyst. I'm like, "I want to turn this thing around. I want to make it a prediction pool, a prediction market, but add sports betting." That's amazing. And, yeah. So, so the idea of bundle bets, and so for those that are listening that are like, wow, this sounds, this sounds very, you know, forward thinking, it is a sports prediction market sort of platform, right? So that you can actually, yeah. and you, you mentioned kind of the concept before, so that you can actually take that information from however sports have ended and then predict how that will happen and then bet with it. What, what would you say to people who are listening now? That's like, wow, this woman is so smart. She has all these ideas. She's done, you know, she's has, oh, oh, you know, she's got the financial background. She did underwriting. Oh, that's how she knew that. What, what do people need to do if they want to get to where you are? Oh, wow. Jamilia, that is, that's a humbling question, you know. I've seen myself every my last dreams and every time I dream, I God talks to me in dreams. And he's been showing me that I'm going so far and how far I'm going, I need to bring others there with me. You know? When it it's it's different when you go somewhere and see there's a lot of gold and enjoy the gold by yourself versus you going and saying, Hey, I got to show you where the goals are. Let's go get it. You know what yes. I'm saying? So I'm at a stage where I know for a fact, and you can quote me five, 10 years from now. I hope we can replay this because this conversation, when we played five years from now is going to prove everything I'm saying that web three is going to make not just multimillionaires, Web3 is going to make people billionaires. There's one or two, maybe CZ, the founder of Binance, and then there's the founder of FTX, the 27, you know, not even 30. I don't think it's 30. They made their money because they, they, they invested during the bear market. And that's what we're doing. We're investing right now during the bear market because we know without the shadow of a doubt, you know, like I'm, it's gonna, it's just, it has to happen. There's a wealth transfer, like it's gonna happen. So getting into a project early while it's at $6 versus waiting when, you know, cause we've seen it's gone to a hundred dollars. I'm not telling and never ever giving financial advice. I don't tell people what right. to invest in, what to get in. Don't buy the, I don't, I don't shill any tokens. Matter of fact, don't get into my project because you can get you. <laughs> You can be a gambler. We are one. I'm not making anybody a gambler. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is I, I hear clearly what the Holy Spirit is saying. Go set yourself up here. And when you do, 
it's just some it's it's a trend it's been since the early since the you know the wall street collapsed back in the 1900s we go through these cycles of inflation of recession and then boom it picks up again yeah so yeah. with what we are building now and we know there's no body in web3 doing what we're doing in terms because everybody's scared of regulation number one and they're scared of you know getting licensing because obviously it's costly so we found very good attorneys in the web2 side that got into web3 and i mean our lawyers know web3 so well that you can think they've been in web3 all their lives that's awesome. So, I love to hear that. Yes, yes. So we know we know stake.com is not in the US and there's a lot of a lot of money in in sports betting is actually 40% is in the US. The rest is obviously the rest of the world, UK, Australia, but we are targeting the US market because DraftKings being number one is only Web 2. They're probably getting into NFTs. And then you have FanDuel is also Web 2. And then you have Bovada is always is all, all Web 2. A lot of them are, they're leery about coming to Web 3. They're not sure. They're like, mm, not sure yet. But some of them like stake.com, which is in Web 3, but they're not legal in the US. So what we're doing is where now our, our attorneys have mapped out eight states and they have they started getting the licensing for at least, well, we're going to start with daily fantasy sports and that should be ready hopefully by November during World Cup or around World Cup time. But what we're building, I can tell you this, I've gone to VCs that have turned us down and have told us, wait until next year. We're not ready to do, you have a very good idea, you have the best idea, but we're not funding right now, come back next year. Like I've had four, four tell me, two angel investors tell me come back next year. And guess what I did? I took my money that I made yes. from the last bull run. And that's, see, that's, that's, what, that's what we do. We're women. We don't sit down and wait for mm. someone to give us money to build. Don't give me money. I'm good. I, I have that. built a project with my own funds and even my community. We have 1,500 holders of the token right now, they were telling me, Crypto Mom, you don't need to do that. Just wait until the next time bull run and we'll get VCs back in. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm I'm not sitting here with my, the project will be ready to go by November with nobody's funds, but, but my funds. And I'm, I'd rather put everything on the line because I know if you don't risk, there's no reward. See, that's see, that's also a piece that I think that is understated, right? I mean, like you're you're building something, you have faith in it, you believe it. But there is this whole notion about web in the web two space about going for funding. Like you see all these articles, oh, so and so, oh, they secured this series B, series C round, you know, money just flying all over the place. And then you come back and you check two years later, poof. They're gone. Exactly. They're gone. The money's gone. Yeah. The people are gone. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think if that's one thing, another thing that people are, if they're listening, when they're listening to take away is that mm -hmm. just because you see that projects are raising huge amounts of money doesn't mean they're going to be, they're going to be there for the long run. You need to find the founders that have passion and commitment and are dedicated. And I, I love that about you that you're actually doing that and that you're you're executing it yeah thank you 
Thank you. I've, I've read, I've read a lot of biographies to know that when, when, when people are scared of, of getting in, when it's like, like Warren Buffett says, when there's blood on the streets, that's when you invest. And there's nothing better than investing in yourself because if the money is sitting in my account or just I'm waiting for Ethereum to do a 2X, I might as well just build with that because by the time I'm ready, Ethereum will be doing its 2X and we'll both be, you know, we'll both be happy campers. I just think that, hey, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those who's believing to be on Forbes one of this decade. Oh, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. think can that's going to be. <laughs> I don't know what decade that's going to be, but I will be, I will be on there. I have to, I have to manifest it. I have to speak it. I have to believe it because up to now I'm 46 years old. I'll be 47 next month. Everything that I've spoken into existence has come to pass. So why can't I believe that? You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's, that's what this is all about. And that's another reason why I wanted to have you on because people who are listening that are coming into web three, they don't understand crypto. They don't understand NFTs. You're a perfect example that learn it, learn it, mm -hmm. find people who are in the space, learn it, and then do your thing. Don't go in and, you know, kind of be, be shy and be unwilling to think outside of the box, think outside of the box, recognize and identify what the problem is that needs to be solved and then go ahead and build it. And if, even if you're just looking to learn to see if you can invest, invest in in something where you know you're going to get the returns and think about it from a long-term perspective i think those are some great great takeaways that is really good that is awesome yeah because if i didn't i'd still be looking at another what 15 years at the bank or even 18 you know what i'm saying and i gotta tell you miss jamilia i've been so i'm like so happy since last year i mean i'm happy always but the level of happiness just that i don't have to go to work every day and log in and i mean the days are planned the way you want to plan them that has just added a new list of in life you know what i'm saying i looked at my picture when i was at the bank and now and i think my my ears went back 10 years because you you, you <laughs> yes <laughs> you you you're you're working so hard and at the end of the year the 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 owner i mean not the owner the ceo of the bank is making 2 million bonus and you're getting 10,000 and you think you're you know you think you did and, and you work really man you work so hard like 80 so hours so hard yeah i you know, know. I, I, I i it yeah, I, I worked at yeah, SCB corporate America is crazy. no joke. I mean, it's it's really no joke. Nothing to say. There's and, and there's nothing wrong with corporate America. If you've put in your years and you want to keep, that's good. But I just didn't want to be the one to be 65 and and keep doing that because, especially in my my career, is very fast paced. And that's, that's so true. And I, I spent some time in banking too. I, I lasted a full year. Then I was like, eh, that's it. 
that's corporate it. as a lawyer girl you you had that's that's a lot <laughs> i i you know it shaved it shaved some time off of me but you know that's that's exactly <laughs> yeah. the decision i had you're to make getting to it get back. you're getting it back you've actually gotten it back you look you look like you're a teenager you look very young by the way <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you well hopefully this web3 keeps us all young i mean i i really yes. think that the innovation the people in the space, the idea of being collaborative and building something that is going to pass wealth to people who normally don't have access to it. That's what really this is all about. That is so true. Web3 is exciting. And as much as I stay on social media checking, I, I stay mostly on Twitter. It's because the smartest people, but also the the, the, they talk a lot of trash, but it keeps you so young. You know, yeah. I stopped going to Facebook because sometimes you go to Facebook, the only thing you see is the real, people dying or so died, so and so. I'm like, why? Why? Wants like, to when, see I that. To Twitter, <laughs> when I go to Twitter, it's like, I mean, they're talking about innovation. They're not, they're talking about, even it's bear market. People are building projects. Just look at today when I tweeted, Helium just did a merge with T-Mobile. They did some kind of partnership with T-Mobile. And Arbitrum is now on OpenSea. It's just so much, you know, banks coming in and forming forming their own exchange that was last week so how can you not want to be in this space with all this innovation going on i think that you is uh, absolutely and i think that's a brilliant point to leave with the listeners is that if you want to grow if you want to develop you got to be in this space whether it's from the perspective of an investor or an mm -hmm. entrepreneur or an educator or a consultant. There's so many different roles, artists, marketing, we could keep going, mm -hmm. but this is the space to really be and to grow in. Bre Brenda, Crypto Mom, thank you so much for being on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation. You have been a blessing to me, my dear, and I appreciate you for inviting me. And hey, I'll see you in- Hey, I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be so good. Awesome. Hey, Thank you if, so much. If people want to follow you, if they want to, you know, if they want to keep track of your developments, where can they find you? I live on Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so at Miss Crypto Mom one on Twitter. And yeah, I'm, I'm mostly on Twitter. Now, if you are looking to, if you DM me, I usually check my daughters think I spend too much time checking DMs, but DMs have made me so much money. I always check my DMs and yeah, I think Twitter would be it because Instagram has, Instagram is still trying to figure out how to clear those fake impersonators I have on there. There's so many and lots of, one lady reached out, lost 16,000 and it made oh, me so wow. upset. Yeah. Yeah. Twitter it is then. Guys, if you want to understand, if you want to partner, if you want to support Brenda Crypto Mom and what she's doing, follow her on Twitter, reach out in the DMs. Brenda, thank you so much for being on the show once again. And yeah, I'll see you in Ghana. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. God bless. God bless. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. I really hope you all enjoyed that episode as much as I did. It was really a pleasure talking to Brenda. She is a pioneer in the space and, of course, a woman in Web3 to look up to. If you listened to Brenda's story and you felt inspired, if you felt as though 
that there was something about her journey that resonated with you, I encourage you now to think about taking a course or learning and taking the next steps to really understand more about Web3 technology. You know, you see a lot of news articles about Web3 companies and NFTs and crypto and, and all of this stuff, but it really is still very early days. There's still time to learn, definitely. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're already sort of learning as we go. So I, I offer courses. You can check out my website. It's jamiliagreer.com. If you still want to learn more and be entertained as well, you can check out the YouTube channel, which is Jamelia Greer on YouTube. And just keep following us along in the journey. I'm on TikTok as well if you want to find out about the creator content journey, which is also pretty cool. But we're building a community of people who want to learn about this stuff. You don't have to be a lawyer. If you are, that's great. We can talk about legal issues as well. But if you just want to learn and you're looking for a safe space, come join us. Take care, everyone.